From Dallas, Texas, this is the Paul Now Podcast. I'm your host, Paul, and this is episode 83. So much going on out here in DFWs with, you know, no COVID anymore since the governor thinks that he is so much smarter than, um, you know, the doctors and the scientists and the people who actually study infectious diseases. But I mean, who needs those people when you have somebody like Greg Abbott? So, you know, no more masks. So we can literally just go about our life living the best one. I saw on Twitter this morning, and this is like completely besides any point, but you know, our, um, Attorney General, the one who is uh, under several federal investigations. Well, he said that um, he does not think that Austin has um, the authority. I'm talking about the mayor here. Does not have the authority to um, mandate masks because um, he's only, you know, a mayor of like, you know, one of the biggest cities here in Texas and um, the entire country but because the governor says so. And apparently we live in some type of uh, monarchy here where uh, whatever the governor says is just what we do. I mean, the last time I checked, it wasn't the kingdom of Texas. It was the state of Texas. And uh, cities have rights just as well as states do. And if any state in this union knows about uh, state rights, it would be Texas. So, you know, and how they're always trying to, you know, be independent from from the federal government, i.e., you know, we all froze to death several weeks ago. Uh, that, that would be why, because, you know, we are a very individualized state. And so what makes them think that the cities within this very independent state wouldn't want to do the same thing? I mean, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I'm, I'm kind of asking you guys. Maybe, maybe one of you guys can help me figure it out. So he said that he was going to sue them, and then he did. And then the courts said that the mask mandate will have to stay enforced because obviously Ken Paxton is a piece of shit, uh, which is why he's literally under uh, so many federal investigations and why his entire team over at the uh, attorney general's office, um, asked him to resign because he's just so crooked and shady. But I mean, that's neither here nor there, if you ask me. Like, we have more pressing information to talk about, like an actual monarchy. Yes, I'm talking about Meghan and Harry, and they're wonderful or... You know, I don't know. I guess it depends on what side you fall on this interview with um, Miss Oprah Winfrey. Now, I'm just going to side point here real, real quick. So I don't know if any of you guys know David Remnick. Um, Probably not because he's not like, you know, he's not like, I mean, he is kind of famous, but only in certain circles and not like... uh, cool ones like he's he's like the editor for uh, the new yorkers so i mean he runs in like really um you know tight wad circles but whatever i mean i love the new yorker i i I like him a lot but he said the other day that um the interview that he had with um megan and harry i don't even know if they have official titles anymore um was like the oprah from like the 90s and the early 2000s and he said that like the last 20 years of her um, 
career has been just hanging out with um, wacko doctors like Dr. Oz. And um, I don't know if he said Dr. Phil or somebody else, I can't remember. But I was like, damn. Like, that's kind of crazy because, like, he really is like, um, you know, like a literal, literary scholar i guess he's not really a scholar i don't really know what the word is but like he's very up there like with you know um the smart folks and you know it's the new yorker so if you can get in there then um you know you're, you're pretty much already made you know like you are an acclaimed writer so for him to say something about oprah who like i mean i get it like she has been on her own path but, like, isn't that, like, why we love her? Like, she literally has charted out, like, her own path. And she is a billionaire. And last time I checked, like, Dave is not. And plus, y'all know who Oprah is. Okay, none of you, maybe a few of you, know who this guy is. Or even that that magazine even exists. If you saw it, you would know it. But, but to just... Uh, you don't say like I read something in the New Yorker, like it's all long reads. Like there's not there's nothing fun. Oh, well, in the cartoons, they're always fun in it. But I mean, also like, you know, it's not like Charlie Brown. Like there's always like some deeper meaning to them. And I know Oprah is like totally above like saying anything bad about anybody, especially somebody like him. So I know she's never gonna fucking like dish on him, which I think would be a maze. But, um, you know, whatever. I respect both of them. But I just thought it was very odd. So anyway, like, that's my side note. So back to Megan and uh, Harry here. So damn, like, did Megan not just, like, spill all the fucking tea on the monarchy? Like, not that we didn't already know. And I don't know, like, how many of you out there follow the monarchy. I kind of do. I, I definitely did when I lived in the Northeast because... I don't know, it just seems to be more popular up there and probably because there is a lot of um, Europeans who, who and, and a lot of British folks, you know, who've come here, like maybe like their grandparents or their parents or their grandparents. Like, so they're still kind of closer to, to it than um, like, let's say, you know, other places like here where not a lot of... Um, British or Irish or Welsh or Scottish folks um, came, you know, they kind of like migrated to the Northeast and then kind of just stayed there. And here it was um, a different type of settling, you know. Oh, and also Italians, like they're also very, very big up there, of course, and the Polish. But I think the Polish kind of spread out a lot, um, as did the Germans. Like, you know, there are a lot of Germans here of descent and, uh, but, but, I don't know. I, do, I just don't... I don't think there's a whole lot of British people. So, And I'm not saying that you have to like be from that area to like uh, enjoy it. Because, you know, over here, like we, we clearly don't have anything like that. Like, there's no structure like that here at all. Like, there's nothing that we um, fawn over besides, um, you know, actresses and musicians. Like, we... That's like kind of like our royalty. Like, we don't have... Um, actual royalty so we like make them you know just to like break them pretty much and that is very much like how their uh tabloid system is set up like with the monarchy like they you know will be really really nice to them and then um just tear them apart and then they'll have to have a, a statement come out from buckingham palace you know from the queen's uh people 
and uh, then they'll have to like get back in the good graces of them. Like it's just a whole lot of work, and that's literally like their only job is just like for the British people to be like you know, Her Majesty, Her Majesty, the royal, the royal family. Like oh God save the Queen or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Uh, t- to me, it is weird because you know, Britain pays her a huge amount of money. And uh, she can literally, she just does whatever she wants with it, you know? Like, she, she is our queen, you know? Madonna will always be my queen. So, uh, move over, Elizabeth. Move over, Gaga. I said it. Uh, and, all, and all the other ones that have come after Madonna, because she was the queen. The first. The original. So anyway, um, about Megan. So she said, and I know like I'm literally going over something that everybody's already heard all week, but hello, like I only do this once a week. So just stay with me. They are racist, which I mean, kind of already knew that. I mean, they did kind of create colonialism, right? I mean, like, I mean... Like, South Africa would still be uh, a black nation with no English and no Jesus if it wasn't for the Queen's Army, you know? Uh, Australia. I mean, like, just like, you know, England has had their fingers in so much of the world. And for a very long time, like, England owned, like, half of the globe. And half the people who lived on the globe. So, you know, the Queen's Empire was vast at one point. And it's not so much now, but that's because, like, we're not living in those kinds of times anymore. And, you know, as we progress as a species, you know, I feel like that kind of stuff becomes uh, less and less with, with every generation. And... You know, as long as these old racist folks keep holding on, and clearly they are here in America, because hello, look at where we're at, you know what I mean? Like, where you can literally kill a black man and wear a badge and and completely just get off scot-free like you did nothing wrong, you know? I'm diverting a lot here, I'm sorry. So, so besides saying that they were racist, she was um, completely, like left out of the family, which I am not surprised at all because Diana said the same thing, that she was very lonely, that she was boxed out, that she was not interested in, like, the stupid ceremonial shit that they always do. And, you know, I don't know if it is the queen who, like, wants all that stuff or if it's just that, you know, this is like a 1,200-year-old um system and i think the people who who run it like all those people behind the scenes like keep it going i think they're the ones who are like all about the rules you know but at the same time like she is the queen so you know megan kept referring to this as a firm and so if it is a firm, like there has to be a president, like or a CEO, like somebody at the top, like some type of a chief official, right? That would be her. So I think at the end of the day, like nothing gets in or out of the firm without her knowledge. 
So I don't know. Like, is it going to take down the monarchy? Obviously not. Like I said, it's a 1,200-year-old institution. And, you know, the majority of Brits love the fact that they have, like, a queen because she does kind of hold things together, like, through, through and through, you know. Which, you know, it would be nice if we had something like that, like some, some you know, non-political, timeless institution to, like, when things are polarized, like, right now. That we had like something that we could look to and be like, um, you know, like we'll get through this because like, you know, look at this very old institution of ours, you know, over here, like in the corner or, or you know, wherever. In, in um, you know, past um, American dilemmas, like we've had a president who, you know, stands before the nation and tries to reassure us and calm us. But what we have learned and the not very distant past is that not all presidents are presidential and not all of them are willing to, um, you know, pull us together as one nation. And, uh, you know, that's where we are today, like right now, like so polarized. Like, let's talk about Texas, a very Republican place where we're at right now. Like I said in um, the intro, like uh, Abbott has opened everything up at 100%, even though I kind of thought that we already were because like there was not anywhere that you really couldn't go. You could go into bars, restaurants, gyms. Uh, I don't everywhere except what? Except except the movies and, and maybe live theater. Uh, that, that's really the only thing I can think of. And museums, of course. And I don't know if it was all museums or just like special funded museums, like if they were funded by like maybe the state, they could be open. If they were funded by the federal government, maybe they couldn't be open. I, I'm not sure about that. So, you know, my opinion is he opened up the state like when he did, when, when obviously we're not ready to do this at all. And I know there's a lot of people outside of like the area that we live in who are... Um, and actually a lot of people in here, like uh, some of my neighbors are like, hallelujah, thank God, like we should have never had to wear a mask in the first place. And it's like, mm, okay, well, you're really showing how much intelligence you don't have, sweetie, so maybe stop talking. And this is like when we have three different vaccines. So like we're obviously like in the tunnel, like there is a light at the end of this tunnel that we're in. And we're, I can't see it yet. Like, we can't see it yet because we're not close enough to the other side. But we are getting closer. But this fucking uh, imbecile wants to uh, open up the state. And then two days later, he tweets that um, the Biden administration is letting in all of these uh, immigrants who have COVID and it's going to spread like wildflower or wildfire. And, you know... What the, so, I mean, if, if you, if you, which is not true, that's not true, but let's say it is true. So if that is true, then why don't you tell the folks in Texas to wear their fucking masks to stay safe? Like, I don't get it, but actually I do get it. This is all because like, he's still being condemned like highly for, um, the deep freeze, you know, and for nothing, for, for him literally just falling over and doing nothing, nothing about it. 
And then, you know, like when, when it was over with and there was a lot of attention on the state, like he was like, oh, yeah, these people are not going to have to pay these hefty bills. Like if if you had Giddy or something like that or Gritty, whatever it is. And um, then very quietly, he turns around and uh, negates that. And now those people are going to have to pay those bills. Like these are like $15,000, $18,000, $27,000 bills for, for a week's worth of uh, electricity. And they're going to have to pay that. And he doesn't give a fuck. Like he does not really give a fuck about anything except his um, political career. And, you know, if I was a wise person... And I was in a different state, like I would say something like this would be enough to like end a career. Like he should have resigned after that. Like obviously he's not up to the task of governing such a big state, let alone probably even a city. I mean, his attorney general is suing Austin. Like I said, like this, these are the clowns that these people are that are running this state. The second largest state in the fucking country. And I guess like what bothers me the most about this whole situation with him just like opening up everything and telling, you know, businesses that it's their it's their prerogative to do uh, whatever it is that they want to do, whether they want you to wear a mask or not. But police cannot enforce it. And so what he's doing ultimately is leaving this in the hands of Local businesses who have already struggled so much over the past year. We all have, like everybody has struggled so much. And he has just, is just washing his hands of this completely. And, you know, it's just so disgusting. Like he's blaming immigrants for something that he's, he's ultimately going to cause. I mean, we haven't even hit spring break yet. And, you know, because there's a lot of fucktards in this state everybody's going to run down to Gaveston or run over to Florida or Louisiana, wherever people go. And we're just going to spread this shit all over again. And the thing is that's so different about this time around versus last year is last year there was only one, one kind. Like now we have so many different strands and they're getting harder to combat. And the reason is, is because like we're just letting the virus run wild, like it's just loose, you know, in in our environment. And, uh, you know, now they're talking about like having to get booster shots every year because it's going to be like the flu. Like there's just going to be so many different strands because we didn't do anything from the get go except, um, you know, deny, 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 call it a hoax, Um say it's not real, uh, you know, it'll go away magically by Easter. That was last year, last fucking Easter, not the one that we just are about to have. No, 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 last Easter. It was supposed to just magically disappear, remember? And clearly that didn't happen. And, you know, because of that, because of the past administration that we had here in the States, like... uh, There's still like so many Republicans who are not going to get the vaccine because, you know, a small chunk still think that it's not even real. Like it's not it's not real, which just blows my mind. Like, where are you at? Like in reality, like what what are you even in like the same reality that 
that like, at least I'm in. And, and then the other half is like, well, I'm anti-vaxxer, so um, I can't get a vaccine because it'll give me cancer. <sighs> I mean, where do you go with these people? And, you know, like, I get it, like, especially for this vaccine, because, like, it has been uh, developed so quick, like, all three of them, like, you know, in less than a year, like, they've been developed. So I get it that there should be some trepidation, but you have all of these scientists and all of these um, doctors and researchers saying that, like, it's safe, like, they've done trials with, like, hundreds of thousands of people, and there has been no, you know, widespread side effects, so, like, maybe you might be allergic to it, absolutely, but, you know, you could go to the, the store. Like, I'm allergic to fucking high C fruit punch. Like, what's in it that I'm allergic to? I don't know, but my throat closes up, it swells up, I can't breathe, and then I end up throwing up, and that eventually opens up my, uh, my airways. Like, it's pretty fucking deadly for me to uh, touch that shit. Are you? No. I'm sure, like, 90% of the fucking world can drink high sea fruit punch like it's going out of business. Because the shit is good. Like, I get it. Believe me. Like, I've risked it a couple times because that shit is good. But I'm, like, one in a million, probably. Maybe one in two million. Who knows? Allergies are weird. I don't, I don't know, what, like, what else to say about that. Like, um, I never had any type of allergy uh, until I moved here, and now, like, as soon as I, like, walk outside, my nose starts running, my throat closes up, I have a post-strip, like, feels like I'm in my 20s, you know, coming out of a fucking coke binge, like, it's horrible, but I truck on, you know? I'm not anti-weather, it's not like I'm like, oh, well, I can't go outside because, you know, allergies, and, like, you know, I get it, like, Vaccines are like a very controversial thing and, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they shouldn't be like, really, they shouldn't be like I, you know, have mentioned in the past, like I worked in healthcare for 12 years, like I worked in a very busy uh, hospital and I've seen all types of things and I, you know, vaccines are just not... Um, they're not something that people are concerned of, like, in the medical field at all. So, and like I said, you know, like, we're so close to the finish line here, you know, like, that, that bright light at the end of the tunnel is coming up. Like, all we have to do is just be a little more uh, vigilant with ourselves and, like, the people around us. And uh, come like me first, like, anybody who wants to get the vaccine will be eligible to sign up and that's not saying you're going to get it on May 1st. Obviously, they can't, you know, give uh, that many vaccines in one day, but you will be on a waiting list and you'll get it, you know, like it could be like maybe by July that like we have enough folks who are vaccinated where you're going to be able to, um, you know, live some type of a, a normal life. Anyway, that's like... Uh, what Joe Biden's plan is, or at least his promise, or, you know, maybe his, uh, his wish, I don't know, whatever it is, um, you know, it's my wish too, because, you know, the thing is, like, we've been, we've been dealing with this for an entire year. Like, it was this week, a year ago, 
that um, the WHO said that, you know, we're like in the midst of a pandemic and, uh, you know, we got to like kind of like shut shit down because this could get really, really ugly. And the thing is, nobody knew anything about this. And, you know, y'all were there. Like, I don't have to like re rehash, you know, what happened. And, you know, personally, I thought it was going to be like a couple weeks. You know, we were going to be um, homebound for a couple weeks. And uh, it would kind of just like run its course the way that like other other scary uh, pandemic-ish situations that have come to um, this country, like SARS, uh, Mad Cow, uh, the bird flu. I mean, there's so many of them that have uh, Ebola. I mean, that literally was right here in fucking Dallas. Like this was fucking ground zero for the United States. Like it came right here to this city to this hospital, well, to one of our hospitals. And, uh, you know, dumbass nurse did not wash her fucking hands. Hello, sweetie, wash your hands. Like that's literally, they teach you that. Like literally every year for those 12 years that I worked in healthcare, I had to go to an in-service about washing my hands. And uh, I worked in a restaurant when I was in high school, was told the same thing, like wash your fucking hands all the time. So, you know, we've had our fair share of them. And, you know, also working in healthcare all those years, like I thought that this would, you know, be an isolated thing, like we would be able to like nip this in the butt real quick. And I think if we had a better administration at the top, then I think we would have like, I don't think we'd be in the situation that we're in right now. Because if you look at what the Biden administration has done in the last 50 days, like all of the vaccines that are being administered, millions of them a day, uh, not here in Texas, of course, like we, we barely got, uh, we're like at the bottom five of all of the states who are vaccinating, which is all of the states. So out of 50 states, we're in the bottom five. Not surprising, I know. And like, you know, a whole fucking year, a whole year of this whole, you know, like not normal, like this is not like the way that we're supposed to live. Like we're, we're, you know, very social creatures and like we need to be, uh, surrounded by our own. Like we need to, uh, be communicating with each other. It, it's just, you know, we wouldn't have made it this far. You know, I wouldn't be talking to you on this microphone through a fucking iMac if we if we weren't intelligent folks, you know, and, and that all comes from communication, literally. Like, look at all of the smartest species. Like, they communicate back and forth. Whales, elephants, humans, coyotes. Like, they're all so, so, so smart. But, like, the thing is about humans is, like, I don't know. It's like, like, humans, like, there's, like, a certain percentage that just want to go like against their better judgment like they know that this is what's right and this is what they should do and then they're like nah let's fuck it up i'm gonna do something else and like i don't know what that is like if it's like a gene if it's like a mutation that it has happened over like the course of evolution that has caused like certain people to like fall into like these rabbit holes and then get stuck in them and like where they're never allowed to come back out or they can't just they just can't find their way back out I, I don't know but I, as a whole like we are a very very intelligent species 
you know, like we're, we are the apex uh, on the planet, you know, I mean, clearly like everything is being, uh, terminated because of us. So obviously, you know, we got that part down. So I guess like, I just am hoping that like, now that we have like a very, um, smart administration at the top that um that'll trickle down and folks will be able to see that you know the government isn't evil they're not um out to get you like they literally need you because they need your taxes like that's how we fund this whole thing you know this little experiment of ours here in this country and uh so yeah they're not trying to kill you unless you're black of course and only certain people are trying to kill you then, like mostly police and white racists, like old ones. But there are some young ones, like even in Congress, it's disgusting. But anyway, I guess I'm going to end it with uh, like just like, um, I don't know. I guess I'll talk about like the last year and, and how like this whole thing has affected me. You know, like so, so back in like March of last year. Like, um, it was a, it was a lot warmer than, than this year, last year. And, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was, I don't know if it was February or March when I had went to, oh, it was February. It was the end of February. I went to Austin for the weekend and uh, I was like super, super humid. And uh, I did not bring the right clothes cause I thought it was going to be like a little chilly. And I was like, you know what, whatever. Lived the best life while I was out there, came back here was literally living my best life, you know? And uh, my friend who was overseas serving had just come back, who's like my very dearest friend. And uh, he lives here in Dallas as well. So when he came back, I was so excited that we were going to be able to go and do all of this awesome stuff. And so was he. Like, he was literally stuck in Kuwait for a year. And before that, he was somewhere else for six months. So, you know, for him to come back home and like be able to, like, get back to, like, living, like, he was very excited. And uh, I was excited to share it with him, obviously. And, uh, like, maybe... He was here for three weeks before everything shut down. Like it, it really was so quick because it was it was the um, the people right after after he left. There was another group that was supposed to leave, and they were not they they were not allowed to leave. Like they had to um, quarantine themselves on on the base. So uh, yeah, like it it happened so quick, and so like. Like, I am a very social person. Like, I love to be out. I love to entertain. Like, I love all aspects of, like, being around people, sharing ideas, like, having drinks, like, just, you know, having fun, eating food, like, just being around other folks. And so when this whole thing happened, like, after after the fact set in for me that, that this wasn't going to go away as quick as I had initially thought it was, like... I was like, okay, well, that's okay. You know, like all of this um, alone time will be really healthy for me. Like I'll be able to read a lot of books. And I did. I'll be able to journal a lot, which I did. Uh, cook cook a bunch of things that I've like always wanted to try, but were kind of hard. And I did all of that stuff. And I, I exercised more. Like I, I really was doing so good. But then like I hit a wall, like at some point, in um 
towards the end of summer, I think closer to my birthday, like I hit a wall and it was just like, this is never going to end. Like this like is, is just the way it is. And it really hit me really, really hard. And it was, um, it was like a fucking brick to the head. Like, and I became, uh, depressed. Like I was, I was like, uh, very depressed. And I didn't realize like how depressed I was at the moment. And I think maybe that's normal. I'm not sure because it's, this is not something that I'm like, uh, used to experiencing. And so I didn't even really realize like that I was in it until, um, like I was having a conversation with my mother and she was like, you know, you barely answer my phone calls. And then like, when she said that, like we, we talked about some other things and I was like, you know, um, to myself, not to her. Like I thought like I like avoid so many phone calls. Uh, I just push them, push them to voicemail or I just ignore them. Um, I'm very short in my text messages. Uh, and I didn't, I guess like in the moment, like I never thought anything about it, you know, cause there's always like tomorrow or next time, like, or I'll call them back or, you know, I'll text them back later. And, uh, you know, it just, it became, um, where I, I just, I didn't, like I wasn't. And then even when I was on the phone with folks that I, that I truly do love and care about and, and having, you know, these people trying to have conversations with me and like, I didn't want to, like, I was like annoyed that they're, um, that they're bothering me. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that was one part of it. And, um, I stopped exercising completely. Like I started drinking more than I usually did. Um, I stopped following like a, uh, a diet, not a diet plan, but like a food plan. Like I have a, a pretty stringent um, food plan that I have followed for years. And uh, like I stopped doing that. I started eating a lot of, um, you know, bad food, like a lot of Southern food. And, uh, you know, I watched my waist grow. I've gained like uh, 13 pounds over this year. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it hasn't been very pretty, but it, it did take somebody very close, like I said, like my mother to, um, kind of put it into perspective to be like, yo, dude, like what, what is, uh, like what's going on with you? Like, does somebody need to come down there and rescue you? Cause nobody's here, you know, like my, my oldest friends and my um, family, they're still all up North, you know? So it's just me down here and the folks that I have met here along the way who might not necessarily be that in touch with um, who I am, you know, as them, as they've grown up with me, as, you know, my family, of course, is going to know everything about me. But also, like, what, what, like, after I kind of came to terms with all of that, and I was like, okay, you know, like, I got to, like, straighten my shit up, like, I got to, like, kind of get out of this funk and, like, uh, start seeing, like, the positive in uh what's happening you know because we're not in the same place that we were like even like six months ago like we're, we're we're obviously in a much better place you know what i mean like everybody's got some monies coming into their checking accounts we've got vaccines like things are looking better like i keep saying you know but uh what i did realize though like after like i did i did kind of like have that conversation with myself like like uh 
like we gotta we gotta like you know get out of this um and then looking back at that point right and that was only like two weeks ago is is when it really started to kind of like dawn on me and then last week is when um my spirits really started to lift and i don't know if it is because we're in a different situation or if it's because the weather is breaking and you know it's starting to warm up which is always like my life like i live for you know the heat um but what i realized was um that like so many so many people out out there have been suffering this year for um you know very different reasons like like I was suffering for the reasons that I was suffering because I was I was sheltered in. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't able to socialize uh, with actual human beings. Like phone calls are nice, text messaging is great. Like, but I need social. I need that energy that surrounds people. Like I need that on me. Like I need to exchange that energy mine with theirs. And I wasn't getting that. And, but then I was like, you know, like there are folks out there who like literally are like, they lost their job, they lost their house, like they can't pay rent. Like there are so many more urgent things out there that, um, you know, I felt, I felt kind of selfish that I was, that, that this is, this is, this happened to me for, for only like a very little inconvenience you know and uh i told somebody this like exactly like what i'm telling you um probably paraphrased it very different though and uh they said uh that like everybody has their own struggles everybody has their own journey and uh like to feel selfish about feeling bad because of anything is is horrible and it it's not at all going to be uh, helpful at all like it's it's not helping those people uh get a job or find the house or or pay their rent like all it does it just it just doubled down it double downs on you so you're already feeling bad and now you're feeling bad about feeling bad because you don't think that it's bad enough and i was like holy fuck yes you're right you're right like you know, we're all living our own, our own lives here, you know, and like everybody's journey and everybody's path is different. And like, we all have struggles and some are like interior and some are exterior. And, uh, the one that I had been going through was very, very interior. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I couldn't even figure it out myself until somebody had said something to me. So, you know, it was like a wake up call for me. Like I really did take a lot from that conversation and like very, I'm really grateful for that. And I'm not saying that like I still don't feel bad about feeling bad because I kind of still do because I know that there are people hurting out there and it's more than what I had to go through. But, you know, like they might look at me and be like, oh my God, like all that like internal anxiety and anguish and depression that you had is horrible and I wouldn't wish that on anybody so you know I, I guess the reason I wanted to, to tell you that out there is because um 
I guess take what you will from it. And it, it, you know, if you are going through some struggles, like don't feel bad, like dude, because you know, we all have struggles. Like everybody is going through something and you know, like there, there's an old saying like about like, you know, walking a mile in somebody else's shoes and like, you know, you hear it all the time or something similar to that. And it's like, uh, whatever. But like it, 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 honest to God is the fucking truth. Like you, you never know, you know, cause I look back now on myself, like when, like, I really felt like I was like being like, I, I, I was like pitiful, pitiful, you know, it to myself, like to myself, like not, not to the, not to anybody around me. I don't think, but I mean, I can't, I can't, um, I can't vouch for that, you know? So I want you to take from that what you will and uh, like just know that like everybody is struggling and don't feel bad because, um, you know, maybe somebody else has it worse than you. Like you don't know until you walk in their shoes, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I guess I'm going to leave it with that. This is um, uh, a, 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 an unusually longer episode uh, than I usually do. But there has been a a lot to say, I guess, you know. And I guess it is because I am feeling hopeful. And uh, yeah, so I hope you guys are too. Like, I hope that we, you know, are starting to all see the end of this. And maybe by fall, my birthday, y'all could come and wish me a happy birthday in person. How about that? So... Until next time, bye.